8, 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night in a tent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting there listening to the, to the preaching. I think it was Elder Foster at that time. He's bishop now, but Elder Foster, and I believe it was, uh, uh, what is his name? I can't remember the other preacher's name. And they were kind of going back. They kind of, one did a part, and another did a part. And I, and I don't remember what happened, but I rem- something, they said something that caught me, and I realized that I was a sinner. And I'm like, not only was I a sinner, that Jesus actually died for me. Because before I used to think, well, I'm kind of not that bad. I'm not good. I, I never claimed to be good. I'm always, I've always been kind of villainous. But I wasn't that bad, meaning that, I think it's all based on how good you are down here or not good. And that's how God, you know, does this thing in the end when you die or whenever the world was going to end. And so, but I realized that I, I, I was born a sinner, but God gave me this, this great gift and it was called salvation. And if I just, and it was really simple. You mean if I just believed that Christ died for me? Then I'm, then I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know. And I went, man. But wait a minute, he, you saying? Because I, I believed in Christmas, and, you know. I believed that Jesus was born. I also believed that he, in Easter, that he resurrected. So I believed that he died, and I'm, and I believed that he existed. But I'm like, man, he did that for me, so I wouldn't have to pay the penalty, because I, because I was born in sin, and it dawned on me. So I ran to the front, and I gave my life to the Lord. And, uh, and not only that, the God gave me the Holy Spirit right there on site. I mean, I never, I didn't even know anything about speaking in tongues or anything. And it just came on, the Holy Spirit just overran me. It was my road to Damascus moment. And so then after that, Auntie, I realized something. Uh, uh, me and Mike was laughing about it. I owe him. Yes, we do. See, because here's the issue, and this is my thought. This is what I was thinking about um, a couple of days ago, I was just thinking about it, and I just put something together. And it was like, because most people receive Christ, his salvational uh, properties. They, they receive the salvation piece, but they don't never get to the he is Lord piece. All right. See, it's, it's two different things. See, it's, 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 a, it's a two-piece in there. You got salvation where Christ has died for your sin, and people receive that. But they don't, but see, then you have to realize that now he is lowered mm-hmm. over what? Your life. life. Yes. But most people go, no, I'm going to take the salvational piece, but the Lord piece, I'm going to keep doing life the way I want to. Mm-hmm. See, I, I receive salvation, like Chris was talking about, the phone calls and stuff we get. See, and most of them, and I'm not putting them down, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help them get enlightened. It's, it's like you, you receive Christ his salvational uh, things that he does for you, that he's done for you, but then you forget something. You're not in charge anymore. Right, right. So, I, so if I go over my life, I go, man, okay, growing up, tough neighborhoods, surviving in Detroit, especially in the 80s where you know, it was crazy. And then, man, I'm like, man, playing baseball was everything I wanted to do. I wanted to play baseball. That, that didn't work out. And, and then, you know, I, I look at all the twists and turns in my life, and I landed here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, you talk about not being in control of your life. <laughs> you know, because people, I've had people ask me, how did you end up there? It's, it's a long story. <laughs> and, and, and my thing is, it's because God is not my co-pilot. He's the pilot. Amen. And so he is, my, my life is so not mine. Mm-hmm. It makes me sick sometimes. Because I see a lot of other people who just do it and they receive the salvational peace. But, you know, they forgot about the Lord peace. So here's Jesus who says what? I only do what the Father does. I only say what the Father says. Mm-hmm. You got Paul who goes, I am a slave. And I go, man, I was having a conversation a few days ago and they were like, so where are you... What do you see yourself next year or whatever? I'm like, I don't know. And from a guy who's, who's an a undercover control freak, I'm really undercover. I'm not, I'm not one of those micro guys who's always in, always standing over your shoulder. 
but I'm always trying to control the box. But inside the box, I let people do their thing. So, but, so, so for someone who kind of foresees stuff and can plan stuff pretty good, and I can, I can do good business and stuff like that, I don't have a clue where I, what my life looks like next year. I don't have a clue what it looks like in the next six months. I mean, you got, I never would have thought my brother would be in California right now. I mean, life just changes. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing you can do about it and unless, and, and, but what you can do is you can say this, well, I'm not in control of my life anyway. Now, I know a lot of people, they go, well, you're supposed to be that way. And I, and I always say this, no, we're all supposed to be that way. Because you have the... <laughs> 1 Corinthians 6 says, you've been bought with the price. Mm -hmm. You've been purchased mm -hmm. with, by what? The blood of Christ. When Jesus dies for you and you get the salvational piece of what he did for you, then he says, okay, now, I did that because I love you and I want you to be with us and I want you to be, see us all face to face one day. But while you're down there now, you belong to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of you belong to God. Let me let you in on something. That means your marriage belongs to God, your children belong to God, mm -hmm. your house belongs to God, mm -hmm. your vehicles belong to God, your money belongs to God. He, he owns it. Now the beauty of it is Christ comes along and says, my burden is light though. Yes, yes. See, see, because what it's saying is that now, you know, and we, and man, especially for a black dude, you don't want to talk like this. But it's like, if I'm a slave, you're my master. But, but, and it's like Jesus goes, that I am the, I am all now. I, I am everything to you now. Come, come on to me, all of you that labor and heavy laden. Come on to me, and I am now in charge. Yes, yes. But most people go, no, save me, but don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. You know, I, I, I'll take the salvation. Thank you, Lord. No, thank you, Jesus. But I can't call you Lord because I still have too many things to do. Hmm. And so I get upset and I go, man, just... I used to practice my autograph, auntie. Because mm -hmm. I knew I was going to sign autographs. You know, our kids come on, hey, sign Wham! That's why you can't read my name. <laughs> because autographs, you're not supposed to read them. They're just supposed to look sweet. You know what I mean? And I'm like, man, I'm going to play Major League Baseball. That's all I want to do. And it's like, man, I am standing in Emily City now. And I've been all over the country. All, I've been over the world, actually. And I'm like standing in Emily City, hanging out with some people. Mm -hmm. How did I get here? Well, because I'm not in charge. Right, 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 right. All right, so it's like, it's not just salvation, people. It's receiving him as Lord. Whose life is it? It is no longer yours. Now, here's the beauty of it. Because God says what? I know the desires of your heart. I know what's best for you. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. Amen. I, I place things inside of you so I know all about it. I know what you want. I know what you like. I know what you don't like. The beauty of serving the Lord is he actually considers you way more than you think. Yes. yes. And he's, because he, why? He's a good parent. Amen. He really is. He's a really good parent. And so by him being a good parent, he goes, listen, I know, just like you guys are trying to be good parents. You guys are good parents. And I'm like, I'm so ahead of Julian, it's amazing. I'm ahead of Courtney, and she's grown. I'm already trying to plan her husband. And I'm like, Lord, <laughs> I, I got a picture of what he looks like, and she likes him big. I don't know how that's going to work. But it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so ahead, and, I'm, and I've been really praying, Lord, you know. You, and me and God have been talking about stuff, right? But I'm so ahead of my kids. Julian, is, I, it's amazing how silly he is by thinking I'm not ahead of him. I know, what, I know what he needs in two hours. I know what he's gonna need. I mean, so it's like, man, where do we get that from? We got that from the Lord. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of giving your life to the Lord is you just really just become a child with a great father who knows what you have need of. 
Yes. He knows what's best for you. You think you want to go there. He goes, no, you don't. You think you want this. And he says, you don't want that. I'm a great father. I know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You guys follow me? Amen. So you receive the salvation of the Lord. Yes, you say he died for your sins. But then you can't just go on living whatever life you want to live. You got, you got to really involve him and acknowledge him in all your ways, and he'll begin to direct your path. See, he wants to not just be Jesus the Savior. He wants to be the Lord of your life. Now, I thank you for the amens, but I'm going to tell you something. Most Christians don't want to live like that. That's right. That's right. True. Because I want to I be saved because I don't want to go to hell. But I'm only going to call you in, in case of emergency. Hmm. Right? And, you know, something, in case of emergency, break glass. I'm going to call you when I'm struggling. I'm going to call you when I need help. But other than that, I mean, I'm in charge. And, and I'm going, and I'm not, I'm telling you, this is so true in Christianity today. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Romans 12, I think. Yeah. He, he, listen to Paul. He says, Auntie, he says, listen, that word urge is not really a good word. If you look in the original text, it's, if you look at it, how he really wrote this in the Greek, he says, I am begging you. Yes. I am pleading with you. I am, I am on my knees asking you to please understand this fact of what, Auntie? Therefore, I beseech you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. He says, offer yourself a living sacrifice. Now, here's the, I like what he says, a living, because you know what a sacrifice, when you sacrifice something, it's dead, or you give it up. Right? When you sacrifice something, you give it up. You know? I mean, I remember back in the day I had to sacrifice chocolate cake, man. I was addicted to chocolate cake. And it's like, man, I gotta sacrifice, I gotta kill it. You know? And so and so and so you 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 when you when something's a sacrifice, it's you it's dead, it's gone, it's it's no more. He says, so you have to give yourself as a living, you're still living, but you're still dead. Yep, yep. You're you're you're, you're, you're finished. You're, you're done with that. You, you know, he, you're a living sacrifice. You're alive, but you are pretty much what your owner says you are. Amen. And, but see, we live in a society where you go, man, you don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you do whatever you don't do, whatever you want. That's that. And I go, can't you see it on television and stuff? It's just wild now, man. It's just, man, I, if I see one more guy on a makeup commercial with makeup on. I'm like, oh my God. And I don't even have homophobia. I got, I'm not, put this on record. I have no issues with people who are homosexual. I none. None. I, I'm, I don't hate them. I, I wish the well for them. Heck, I, I know some that actually are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, but what I am saying is I can't agree with it. I'm sorry. I just can't agree with it. But I'm saying just like I got my struggles, you got yours. I'm not judging you. But what I will say is stop pushing it down my throat. Right. Stop pushing it down my children's throat. Right, right. Because I can't stand guys. Guys on TV look with, looking prettier than chicks. Mm-hmm. Some of them do. I seen a commercial the other day. We were, I'm like, was that a dude? I had to back it up. Man, look where we've come. It's been a long time since uh, Leave it to Beaver. Right. Andy Griffin. Right. You know, kids, young people going, ooh, what's that? <laughs> Clean TV. It's been a long time since mm-hmm. the Brady Bunch, man. Now it's like anything goes. Like, see, because I, I, churches are packed with a lot of people who go, yeah, you're my savior, but you're not in charge, though. Mm-hmm. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You guys mind. know this. You guys are good. You guys are trained now. Do not, you can't be conformed to the way this world works. You got to be transformed by what? Where are you transformed? In your mental state. Yes. You got to be transformed by thinking differently. You gotta, we got to think differently. Yeah. So it's like, man, what's the difference? Well, in this world and society where nobody tells you what to do, I'm saying, man, I am totally driven by somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything that goes on to me was, can you feel the saltiness? I'm a little salty about it. You get, the, uh, the, the, every, my whole life is determined by something else. 
and it ain't me. Mm -hmm. And I just go, man, okay, man, I really want to do that. But wait a minute. Let me check with my agent. Mm -hmm. Man, I really want to, I need to go try that. Now, hold on. Let me go make sure. Mm -hmm. I can do this. I've I, I become kind of childlike. Julian just can't do stuff. He's got to ask me. Right. You know, some things you can't, you can't just do. You know, and I'm thinking, man, that is so like me. It's like here I am, a grown man, and I'm like still childlike. I can't just do what I want to do. I always got to check. Lord, don't get mad at me because you know I'm mad at you. I can feel myself, you know, kind of getting mad at the Lord. And Lord go, are you mad at me? No. <laughs> Turn your phones off. And it's like, man, I, I can sense myself going, Lord, I, I know you are, I owe you. I owe you everything. I really do. Yes, I think people yes. who are more grateful, they kind of go, hey, I owe you. I mean, you, you save somebody out of drug abuse or just this crazy yes, life, and they yes. get saved, they go, oh, man, I, you don't understand. I owe him. And I think a lot of times just good people, they, they, they might not be as thankful. Yes. And I go, no, we should still be very thankful because you were still in sin, though, right? And, and you were on your way to, to not be. Yes, thank you. Lord. You were on your way to a bad situation, whether the cops were looking for you or not. I mean, whether you were a good neighbor or not, whether you were a good child or not, you still was on this road to destruction. That's, that's something to be grateful for. Amen, somebody. Amen. And then think about what God has done for you and how he's added to your life, and now you're much stronger. You look at things so much differently than everybody else do. You, you got some help now. When stuff gets a little heavy, you know what to do with it. You guys have been well-trained. You guys got a good pastor, man. Yes, we do. Amen. Thanks, brother. I like him. And so here it is. He goes, man, you've been you got to be transformed by thinking differently. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His, his perfect will is for you. Yes, Only yes, way you yes. can do that, though, Auntie, is you have to be transformed in your mind. Yes, that's it. And you it. can't think like the world does. Mm -hmm. You got to let yourself free from the world. You got to say, I understand how the world works, but I don't work that way. Because, by the way, I'm in another kingdom. That's why Jesus says, I brought this kingdom. You're, you're involved with the kingdom of heaven now. Mm -hmm. that's, why, that's why my friend over in England, I'm like, dude, I talked to him. And I go, man, you guys, I, I get it, the queen died, but she was 272 years old. And, <laughs> and it's like, man, you guys just got all this hoopla about the queen. And he goes, yeah. He says, that's why Americans don't understand the kingdom of God. Wow. wow. And I went, touche. That was really good. I got no comeback for that because you're absolutely right. Because we vote for our leaders mm -hmm. and then we hate them. Right. But then it's like, man, but you suckers understand royalty. Mm -hmm. You don't vote for royalty. Mm -hmm. And then they are what? They are the main thing. And I go, man, that makes a lot of sense. But we can still beat you guys in a war. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> So it's like, man, it's, it's, I understand the kingdom principles. I'm in another kingdom. We're, we're kind of just passing through this life on to the next. We're, we're, we're getting, we, yeah, we still got to pay bills and we still got to do all the stuff that everybody else do it with a different mindset. Yes. And, and if we don't do that mindset, we won't, we won't have his perfect will in our life. And God says, man, my plans for you are good plans. He says that. Mm -hmm. I know what's best for you. I have great plans for you. Things that you can't even imagine. Think of your best thing. I got more than that. You, you're still cutting it short. I, I got more things promised. If you just transform your mind, let take your hand off the wheel and let me drive it. Yes, 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 yes. How'd you go? Um, we Galatians 2. I don't know. We who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles. Okay, here's Paul. And Paul's talking to Peter and the rest of the people. And he goes, we're Jews by birth and we're not these sinful Gentiles. Paul is saying that we are the chosen people. You know, Jews were God's chosen people, whether you like it or not. Amen. All right, go. Know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. He says, but listen, let's understand something, that you're not justified by what you do how good you are. That's what he means by works of the law, all the laws that they had in place. 
they tried to, to, to do them all. They couldn't do it, but they tried. And he goes, man, you're not judged by that. You're not justified because you go to church. You're not justified because you're Baptist or Catholic or Presbyterian. You're not justified by what you do. There's nothing. The only thing you're justified by, auntie, is the faith in Jesus. That's yes. it. Yes, yes. So where do we get all these denominations and stuff? I'm going to be honest. It's satanic. Because the Bible says a house divided can't, can't stand. Mm -hmm. How can you bind the strong man unless you, 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 how can you take the strong man's good? You have to bind it up. Satan has bound the church. Yes, Hallelujah, somebody. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. And so what happens is that the body of Christ is so divided. We got all these little divisions. And so what that, what that does is that makes us weaker. Mm -hmm. So now we're weaker. Yeah. I was thinking, man, if I was Satan, I know you guys go, what is Kenan be thinking about? <laughs> I'm like, if I was Satan, you know what I would do? I would leave everybody alone. Right. I would give people promotions. I would bless people with children. I would give them all the heart's desire. And they won't need the Lord. Mm, wow, wow. I'm like, see, but see, the problem is, Satan, that's not his personality. He only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He can't help it. He wants to harm you. Mm -hmm. But the ultimate goal is he wants to sever your relationship with God. He wants, because Satan's not going to be down in hell ruling. He's going to be in just as bad shape as everybody else, and he has no chance to repent. You do. So he's upset with that, and he's trying to bring you with him. Right. So, so my thing is, though, he can't help but aggravate you, attack you, try to tear your stuff up. But if I was Satan, I would give you all the best jobs I can give you. I would give you all the money you wanted to have. I would, I would make sure that nothing ever happened. I would never attack your body. See, remember Job? He attacked what? His family, his money, his body. Yes, he did. Right, right. See, Satan can't help it. But oh, if I was Satan. <laughs> if I was Satan, I would leave you all alone and I would give you the best life you can have. And I'm telling you, people will walk away from the Lord in groves. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. And I would sit back and smirk and go, there's another one. There's another one of your children. Look at them. I tell you, man, they... What does Satan say about Job? He says, the only reason why Job serves you is because you gave him this great life. And I'm thinking, man, so Satan's smart, but he's kind of dumb. Because mm -hmm. it's like, dude, just leave him alone. See, because people, when you attack them, they run to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Me, if I was Satan, I would just give you a nice big house. I would have your little kids playing, and I would have money for college, and you know, uh, oh, you need vacation? Go, go on vacation. But I got you. Because mm -hmm. you no longer need the Lord. Because he's not your Lord anymore. Life is. Mm -hmm. It's really quiet. Because, and, and see, we're not justified by what you do. So when all of you struggle and go, I'm just not good enough, I, nobody is. Amen. Nobody's good enough. That's why Christ died. If you were good enough, he wouldn't have to die. You guys know that. Amen. So stop struggling with that. Oh, I mess up all the time. I know. So stop it. But I'm saying you're not, thankfully, that's what Jesus died for. But don't ride the roller coaster of, of grace and mercy. Please don't. Because sometimes it's going to come off the track. I mean, at some point in time, it's got to run out. Everybody say amen. Amen. Auntie, I'm lost though. Where are we? So we too have put our faith in Jesus Christ Jesus. Even us Jews have put our faith, faith in Jesus. We we real we used to believe that we did all these laws, we would please God, but we have to get away from that. Stop being Jewish. Amen. Paul, what is wrong with you? Well, I had a road to Damascus, changed my life. I was going one direction. Now I don't have a direction other than what God wants me to do. Amen. So now Paul is urging everybody, can't you see it? Stop living this way. What? Religious. Mm -hmm. Come on, Auntie. 
and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. Nobody's going to be justified because the police isn't coming to your house, because you go to church every day, because you, uh, you're not, you, know, you pay your taxes, and you, you don't lie that much. You only cuss a little bit. And, and then, I mean, people, I got, man, I got, and I hope they never hear this, I got really good neighbors. They're all really good. They're great people. They just cut the grass too much. <laughs> Is it always a lawnmower going at the house? It's like, why is everybody cutting the yard? And then they start so early. <laughs> and it's like, and my, my neighbor over behind me, I love the dude, his mower is so loud. And I'll be like, dude, my only chance to sleep in. <laughs> I live in one of those neighborhoods. It gets on my nerves. And I'm like, I ain't cutting no grass. I don't even care. But it's like, man, it's like, oh, but they're great. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I have a doubt that I don't think any of them know the Lord. Mm. And I'm like, Lord, I, I feel like I can't help them because we're neighbors and we just leave everybody alone. We wave from the driveway. But on Sundays, we get up and they're all doing their thing. Hey, Kenan, guess you're going to work. They know what I do. You going to work? It's <laughs> just home. Come on, Auntie, I got to get finished. But if in seeking to be justified in Christ, we Jews find ourselves also among the sinners. He says, like, remember he said at the beginning that we're not like everybody else, but then he, he says, yes, we are. we are. I know you guys think that we are the holy ones because you're Catholic or because you're Baptist or because you're Presbyterian or you're Pentecostal. He goes, no, look at, listen, God. Does it mean that Christ promotes sin? I mean, he made us sinful and he promotes it? No, he doesn't, he doesn't promote it. But next verse. Absolutely not. If I rebuild what I destroy, then I really would be a lawbreaker. He says, if I, if I destroy, meaning if I go back to being religious, I am breaking the new law. If I go back to the religious practices that I used to do, or if I begin to teach the religious stuff that I used to believe, then I am guilty. You can't go back to that. Now, it's some, we're justified now only by Christ. Yes, yes. Come on, Auntie. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live for God. Yeah. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in See, me. See, Paul, he says, listen, I have I, I've died. I've died to the law, and I have actually been crucified with Christ. So what happens? I, don't, I no longer live for me. It's not my life anymore. Yes, yes. Uh, when Jesus got crucified, so did I. Yes. When I received the salvation. Amen. See, people receive the salvation, but you got to realize something. You have now been crucified. So that means you're dead, and because your mind is different, you, you function differently out in the world. And that also means that you're driving along in life, and all of a sudden you just let go. You go, Lord, okay, I don't know. I don't. Wait, what about, what did, uh, I, I think I want to, no, Lord, I'll just go ahead. I don't know. Kenan, where are you going to be? I mean, I got people going, man, what, you don't know what you're going to do next? Nope. All I'm going to do is the last thing he told me until he tells me to do something else. All I'm going to do is just wake up every day, just try to do what I need to do that day. Mm -hmm. And then I, I guess you, I, no way I could have planned to be here. How did I end up here? They always go, how'd you end up there? Good. Simply because I'm never, I'm not driving. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. And I've done enough in my life on my own and messed up enough. Aren't you tired of that? Yes. You know, yes. I mean, just, just you know, making your own decisions all the time and just doing stuff, and you just kind of get tired of it. You go, no, what? I'm just done with that. Lord, you figure it out. You just let me stop wasting time. What am I doing here? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Because I have no life no more. I have been crucified, no longer live. But now Christ lives in me because I owe him anyway. Yes. <laughs> hell, is, hell is not going to be fun. But people forget, that's not the last stop. That's right. The lake is the last stop. The lake of fire. Well, Jesus says, man, you don't want to go there. How would Jesus know? He went. Yes, he did. Jesus went to hell. Snatched the keys back from Satan. Now Satan no longer controls that. 
-hmm. And it's like, man, Jesus comes back and he goes, listen, guys, you don't want to go there. Amen. Think about your worst horror movie. That's a vacation compared to what the <laughs> hell is it going to be. He says it's going to be continuous gnashing of teeth, pain. For eternity? Mm. You want to go? Go ahead. He's saying, listen, uh, no longer I live, but Christ lives. Auntie, the life I know, what? Life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Gave himself for me, so therefore, I owe him. I owe Yes, I do. Jesus. I, I owe him now. I mean, man, he saved my life. I mean, man, I was on a road to just, just trying to figure stuff out on my own. I was on a road of thinking that God was just, you know, up there and he didn't really get involved. And, and then, man, if I just kind of not be that bad, I should be okay. I mean, I was on this crazy road. And, 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 and I can't help but think, man, if I was saying, I would just, oh, I, I got a perfect plan. If I was saying, I would send, I would send, Oh, I was sending a lot of people to hell. I would just leave them alone. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's because yeah. he loved me so much he gave himself. So what do I what do I do? Hell, I owe you. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, I don't have much to give you because you are a guy. What do you need? Oh, you just need me. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you me. That's, that's all I got, me. You do whatever you want. God help you because I'm giving you me because you know how I am. <laughs> but I'm going to give you me. You just do whatever. Wherever, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting. Whatever you want to do, you know. <laughs> But man, I understand something, Auntie. When you do that, you just get free from a lot of pain. Because I, I don't spend time worrying about stuff because I don't, I've given my life, it's, it's up to you. So I guess you know. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I mean, when you give your life to the Lord, it actually takes weight off of you because you go, I ain't got to figure it out. I don't know. That doesn't mean you don't plan. It doesn't mean you don't predict. It doesn't mean you don't think about your future. I'm saying you always do as long as. Yes. There's still stuff that I'm thinking about. There's things that stuff that I'm working on. There's things that I need to do, but I'm all I'm doing them all as as long as you're okay with it. And feel free to step in any time because you're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> so I got some thoughts and I got some things that I want to do and stuff I'm working on, and, and it's like, but it's always with a little <clears throat> after I make sure. I'm not saying just sit there and look dumb and be like, I'm just not going to do anything. No, <laughs> what I am saying is that as, you're, as you are going through life, understand this. The card is always subject to change. Mm -hmm. You guys are quiet. Am I stepping on your Nikes? What's, oh, okay. Trying, oh, thanks, Maria. I'm trying to help you. I'm not mad. <laughs> Galatians 20. Auntie, where are we? 21. Come on. I do not set aside the grace of God, yeah. for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. I'm not the one destroying the meaning of God's grace. If following the law is how people are made right with God, then listen, then Christ did not have to die. That's what that says. Christ died for nothing then. You guys got to understand this. And you got to stop floating back. See, because what happened is you actually believe this, but then over time, you still you start to drift back into, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing the right things. I'm not, you know. And I'm saying that's kind of good, because if you don't care, then you become a reprobate. It doesn't matter to you. So as so long as it's bothering you, that's good. That means you need to change whatever you keep doing. But what I'm saying is you got to remember that if it was you being perfect, then what was all this about? So Paul is saying, man, I know we've been bred to be religious. We've been bred. Paul says, I was a Pharisee. I mean, I was in an upper echelon of, of I was, Paul was like a, a, a hitman for the priests. Paul has status. 
He understood the law very well. And he goes, man, I understand that I need to let the law alone and let the salvation of Christ come. How did he figure that out? The road to Damascus. When he went, who are you, Lord? What do I do, Lord? See, not just salvation, but Lord. Not just Jesus the Savior, but Jesus Christ our Lord. What do you want me to do? Whose life is it? I realized something. It's not mine. You bought it. You paid for it. I guess it's yours now. So I know you're going to take care of me. You know, so I'm going to rest in that and go, okay, God, I don't know. What do you want me to do? You want me to start a church in Emily City? No. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Go ahead and argue. You're not, not going to win. You're not going to win. Auntie, where are we? I got nine minutes. We're in Matthew 16, 23. Come on. Jesus turned and said to Peter. He says, Auntie, this is the, the, the following. Jesus is telling the people, listen, the disciples, I'm getting ready to die, guys. G Peter goes, no, you're not. We're not going through that. They're not going to take you. We're not going to give you up. Then Jesus says to Peter, what, Auntie? Get behind me, Satan. Yeah. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. He says, man, he, Jesus is walking, and then Peter's behind him, and he's going, no, you're not going to give. Jesus spins around, and he goes, Satan, you are in between me and Peter now. See, people think he was rebuking Peter. He was rebuking. He said, he turned to Peter, but he said to Satan, mm -hmm. get behind me. See, Satan, what's going on is you're blocking me getting to the understanding you, you're blocking Peter from getting this. You're in the way. Because here's the thing. You, you, you're a stumbling block to me. You are in my way. You're not helping me at all. And you just don't care about the things that God does. Yes. You only care about the things that people think are important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, there's things in life that we think that are important. Humans. If I was saying, I just, I'll just give everybody their human concerns. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't need them anymore. Man, I'd be a good Satan. <laughs> Man, I'd be, a, I'd be a sweet Satan. I just bless everybody. Because the majority of Christians only go to God for earthly concerns. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. That's right. Is that Miles? Earthly concerns. That's all they want. And it's like, man, I'll just give them the earthly concerns. He goes, Peter, listen, I'm trying to get it through to you, but Satan's in the way. Satan, could you get out of the way? Because I've been telling Peter all along that I got to do this, and now Peter's telling me. And, and so what it is, Satan, Peter didn't become Satan all of a sudden. Satan just got in the way. Right, right, right. Jesus said, I got to get him out of the way. Auntie, go. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must says, deny themselves. Do any of you want to be my disciple? If any of you want to be my disciple, then you got to stop doing you. Stop doing you. Stop being so involved with the earthly concerns. That's all you think about. If I was Satan, I'll give you all your earthly concerns because you won't need the Lord anymore. You See, it, it's, he's saying, listen, you got to stop Stop thinking about yourself and what you want all the time. You must be willing to carry the cross that is given to you for following me. Yes. You belong to me. So you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can understand that. Mm -hmm. That you no longer function in this world like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. I'm preaching really good. I mean, yeah. Amen. if I was on the road right now, Mike, they'd be tearing the building down. They really would. You guys are used to me. It's like he's going, if you just stop doing you so much, mm -hmm. man, it's all you're concerned about. And if I was Satan, Satan, you're so stupid. Just leave him alone. Right. Mm -hmm. Leave everybody alone. Give him stuff. Satan can give you stuff. Remember, he told Jesus, I'll give you all of this. Yes, he did. Why was it, why was it a temptation? Because Jesus wanted all of that. Satan says, yeah, but you won't have to die. I can give it to you. You won't have to die. Mm -hmm. And Jesus goes, whoa, that's tempting. Yeah. 
because I know I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I'm going to get this is if I die. And then Satan goes, you don't have to die. I'll give it to you. I own it. I'm the controller of the systems of this world. Mm-hmm. How do you know, Katie? Well, whenever you borrow money, what is interest? It's satanic. Yes, it is. Your house costs 200000 but you owe them 280000 back. Satanic. You get you get this little credit card thing, and then you 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 don't have the money, so you, you stick your little credit card in this little thing, and then they put interest on everything that you buy. Mm-hmm. So that means it shouldn't it be that hey, if I spend a hundred and it's your money, I give you a hundred back? Mm-hmm. No, I got to get profit. So you're gonna spend a hundred, and you're gonna spend, you're gonna give me hundred twenty-five dollars back. Mm-hmm. Satanic. Look at our systems of government. Oh my God. Kid me? Do you really think the government cares about us? No. No, they don't care about us. They don't give a rat about us. They don't care nothing about us. And they, and they, and they always, oh, you know, it's all for the American people. No, trust me, the majority of American people are stupid. I'm going to be totally honest. But there's another group of Americans that aren't stupid. We realize you don't care nothing about us. Right. Absolutely nothing. So no. therefore, I'm thankful because I'm not in this kingdom anyway. Right. <laughs> my, my, I'm, I'm, I got another master anyway. I ain't got to deal with this. Right. Right. Matter of fact, he, you, you, all of you would be at his whim. If he spoke something, you wouldn't even be able to do nothing about it. So what am I worried about it for? Right. My master is something else. He's I mean, I'm in the system, and I, you know, I play the game, but I, I play it differently because my mindset has been transformed. Because I realized something that I'm not just wrapped up in all the things that everybody wants to be wrapped up in, and I'm thinking, man, because if I was Satan, I would just do that, and nobody would serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm almost done. I know you guys are saying good. Come on, Auntie. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Whoever wants to save the life that you think you want the most, then you're going to lose life anyway. But whoever loses your life, you'll find it. Yes. Could you... You see, he's saying, listen, I know if you keep searching for the life that the system say you must have, and if you keep being driven by all earthly desires and earthly things, you are going to lose your life anyway, but whoever says forget it, I don't know. Then now you're going to find life. Mm-hmm. Now you got it. What you're saying is you're admitting that you don't know. Amen. No, wait a minute. I'm going to college and I'm going to do this. And I'm, and I'm saying that's great. Do, and in fact, God will bless you to do it. Everybody say amen. Mm-hmm. But you always do it in Jesus' name. Right, right. And you're always checking with your agent. Man, you guys know I've had offers and people go, hey man, you need to just, why are you staying there anyway? You know, the weather's bad and just come on down here and we'll set you up. And, and I'm thinking, man, I'm doing this in Jesus' name. Trust me, in February, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> you know what I realized? If, if winter was only from November, December, January, I'd be fine. Mm. But when is Halloween is going to be garbage. And then from Halloween to like end of April. And then my friends are like, hey, man, we were, well, we were golfing today. Or, I can't stand you. <laughs> my mother, oh, well, you know, I was on the patio and we were going for a walk. Can't stand you. I, want, I told my mother last year, I don't want to talk about the weather. Because <laughs> our first thing, Courtney's my witness. How, so what's the weather like? <laughs> Mom, you lived here for over 70 years. You know how the weather is. <laughs> so you picking at me now, because I know it's 72 there. <laughs> I'm sorry, she might get this. <laughs> I don't care. Stop <laughs> talking to me about the weather, man. It sucks. How about that? <laughs> Auntie, could you save me? Well, well I don't know where we are. 
What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world See, what yeah, forfeit good their it soul? See, for somebody to gain the whole world, but then you go to hell? What, if I was Satan, I would give you the world. Because that's what most Christians want. And it's like, man, I'm going to give you everything. Don't worry about it. Your kids are going to be fine. You want a new car, go get it. You want a, you want a good relationship, take it. I'll stay out of it. You guys love each other. <laughs> I'm going to give it perfect. Buy a big house in a cul-de-sac somewhere. Get you acreage if you want that. A lot of you want land. I'm going to give it to you. And then you go live in your life. And I'm not saying none of that is wrong. I'm saying, but the Lord will give it to you. Mm-hmm. He'll give it to you. The Lord don't care. The Lord wants to see. He says, your, you, your natural parents being evil know how to do great things for you. How much more would I give you after You've transformed your mind, mm-hmm. and you so become Jesus. mine. Yes. All mine. And then what does God say? I'm jealous, man. Only thing that God has that I always kind of shake my head at is God admits, I am very jealous. Any, any of you women had a jealous dude? Oh, man, them dudes are horrible. Horrible. They be in your bushes. <laughs> they be tracking your phone and, you know. Where you been? Where you been? I mean, it's horrible. (laughs) Horrible. And it's like, so here's God going, I'm jealous now. Don't you be loving nobody else. I can hear the Lord saying that. (laughs) Hey, hey, don't you look at him. (laughs) Jealous. I want you all to myself. Because I created you for me. And then I sent my son to die for you. Because I want you. I want it to be us. I need you. You need me. I love you. Jealous. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So what would it do, honestly, for someone to gain the whole world yet lose their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Okay, so what can I give you to pay you for my soul? Okay, he don't need no money. God don't need money. He got plenty of money. He don't need the money. I can't speak words of wisdom to him. I, I can't. Oh, I know what I can do. I can just give you me. Mm-hmm. Just take me. Yes. Who should I send? Send me. Who's going to go to Emily? Yes, I will. I thought I was going somewhere else, but guess that's where you want me. I guess I'll go. I'm telling you, Marilyn Osborne saved you guys. <laughs> she saved us. I'm telling you. I, and I'm done. I remember when, when I, I, I started that job, and I went, ah, this is too far. I don't even know where I'm at. Where's, where, where am I? 34 miles of Van Dyke. I didn't even know 34 miles existed. And I'm thinking, man, I, I don't think this, this might not be the Lord. And I had another offer. I had another offer. And I go, man, I'm going to tell you what, when I go back tomorrow, when I go back tomorrow, the first person I meet will determine if I stay. You know who I met first? Marilyn Osborne. And I went, I really like her. And the Lord says, are we done? (laughs) And I go, yeah, we're done. Called the other place, told her, I'm going to go here. And the rest is Mm-hmm. So therefore, thinking though, why am I out here? Listen, in fact, I didn't even plan on staying here. And it was funny because we were living in North Carolina. We were down there. Courtney was younger, but she remembers. And I was like living a good life down there. And the Lord says, you have to go home. And I'm like, oh, it's so cold. I don't want to go home. No, your brother needs you, your family, you need to go home. And I'm going, forget my family, they're gone now anyway. What'd you bring me back here for? <laughs> no, see, God just knows how to speak to you at that moment. Mm-hmm. That was never the plan. He's so down the road. He's, he's always got it figured out. And he knows how to talk to you wherever you are at that moment. And the rest of it is history. Here we are. Lady asked me yesterday, how long you guys been here? I'm like, man, we moved in here in like 2010. Most churches don't last three years. 
There we are, still here. Babies on the wild. <laughs> Chris, like, we got more babies. Yeah, babies on the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Love them big bobblehead babies. <laughs> Auntie, am I done? One more. Come on, one more and I'm out of here. For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels. Yep. And then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Now, he's saying, Jesus is going to come and he's bringing all his angels and he's not coming as Savior. He did that already. He's coming to judge the world. And when he shows up, he's going to reward everybody who did what? Who became his. Go ahead, keep, come on, go ahead, keep living. And maybe, maybe, and I realize something, a lot of this stuff is to help you, but it's also to help someone you're talking to. Amen. See, because I know you guys, you guys are much more, way more mature than you think you are. You guys are really grown. I've seen it. You know, all the calls I get, I rarely get calls from you guys. And when I do get one, oh, this is bad. And it's like, man, dude, you guys have grown. And you guys have learned a lot. And it's like, you guys aren't wimps out here no more. Maybe some of this stuff is so you can help someone who's really stupid. Who just don't get it and don't want to get it. And it's so simple that people miss it. But one thing I will say, and I plead with you, man... I don't care if it's for two seconds, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, on your way to work or wherever you're doing. Don't start your day without the master. Don't walk out your house. Don't start your vehicle without at least taking a moment to say, Master, I acknowledge you. My father, I know you're there. Jesus. I know you're the Holy Spirit. I know, man, here we go again. Here's another day. And then go about your day because you realize something. I got to go about my day. But I know who I belong to because my mind is transformed. And I understand that there's something else out here that's functioning. I understand what's driving this world system. And I understand that Satan is really busy out here. And I understand that one day Jesus is going to come back. And I understand that those who have received that and giving their life to him as they owed him, I'll be good. And along this journey, you'll bless me. And even when life overtakes me, you'll be with me. Amen. Yesterday, my spiritual father, Larry Titus, and uh, his wife went to see my brother. And I, mean, and I know it really was a big moment for all of them. And they called.